before we start jam session, here's a little insider travel secret from our friends at Hotel Tonight. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there, just waiting to be booked. That's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible deals. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell these rooms, and they pass those savings along to you. They're not last resort places. Hotel Tonight works with cool, top-rated hotels where you actually want to stay. And even though their name is Hotel Tonight, you can actually book up to 100 days in advance in top destinations and up to a week in advance everywhere else. So if you want to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, download the Hotel Tonight app now. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Hot divorce to talk about. Does that mean? Does that mean? Yes, that's how they're describing it. It's the hottest divorce right now. Sorry, we're, we're going to get to that. But first, before we do, we got a lot of good stuff going on in The Ringer. And I want to make sure you're checking that out. TheRinger.com. Have you heard of it? I work there. Yeah, so do I. Um, yesterday, Tuesday, Claire McNear wrote about this new Netflix movie, Irreplaceable You, which I watched. Had a great time watching. Wept my eyes out for the last 10 minutes. And it's part of this emerging canon of cancer essays about, like, leaving your spouse behind, finding a new spouse, and Claire really digs into all of this. So I recommend you watch the movie, Irreplaceable You on Netflix, and then check out Claire McNear's piece about, as she says, the strange, sweet, and crushing literature of terminal cancer essays. Uh, So check that out. And for now, let's get into jam session. We've got, as mentioned, a hot divorce, also a wedding to cover, Amy Schumer, recently married. Life cycles, beginnings and endings, everything moves on. Uh, In the real estate corner, Mandy Moore's got a beautiful home renovation we'll dig into. And uh, finally, I have noticed something happening on the internet that I really want to discuss with you, Amanda. So we will get to that. I'm very excited. But first, Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux, despite their architectural digest spread, or maybe because of it, are getting divorced. Days after. Days after. Did we discuss that on the spot? I don't think we, we did. Oh, we did. You're we right. went I over forgot. the house at great length. It was the first jam session, probably not the first jam session curse, but definitely no. a jam session curse. I guess Army Hammer would count as a jam session curse That's at this point. That's true. Yes, both of those. Yes. Um, very tough times for them. I'm, I'm sad. Are you surprised? I was actually surprised. And here's why. They were engaged for several years, yes. if I recall. I want to say three is the number. So not just the traditional, it takes a year to plan a wedding type of engagement, like a long engagement. And then they went through with it. And then they were only married for like two years. Just if you're going to go ahead and go to the trouble of getting married, you know, and all of the legal stuff, out, there's no reason that they had to. They both are like independently wealthy. They're not kind of I'm sure they got some tax breaks or something, but there's no incentive to do it. So I was kind of surprised that once they finally got married, that they undid it so quickly. It's sad. It is sad. I don't know. She it's just been a rough few years for her. There was a lot of rumors about this. Now, Blind Gossip loves to. Sure. It does to re- loves to reveal when they when they think they've got a scoop. So, of course, blind gossip, we can't really confirm it. But I think they usually are pretty correct. They had a, a blind item that they have since updated to say it was about Aniston and Theroux, saying that he really didn't care for her friends, which I found interesting. Because, obviously, she's known for having, like, she's known as, like, a friend person. Not just because of the television show Friends, but, like, we know who her best friends are. They are Chelsea Handler and Courtney Cox. And, like, she's very— And she seems to be close with, like, Jennifer My- Meyer. Yes. Yeah, of the jewelry and, and of, celebrity adjacent and of Tommy McGuire. And of former right. Tommy McGuire yes. fame. Yeah. So 
I thought that was kind of interesting that like that played into it, which I don't I don't really believe. Well, so another theory that was floated around was that Justin Theroux hated L.A. and Jennifer Aniston hated New York mm. or not even hated, but they just couldn't get comfortable in the other city. Justin Theroux was like, Los Angeles is weird and I don't really feel at home here, which could tie into the friend thing sort of of sure. just kind of like not feeling like you not have the scene. Yeah, you don't have your own network. You don't really know who anyone is. Like West Siders in LA can be weird as if you're coming from New York, just, just personal true. experience. I just want to say if there's ever been a writer slash actor who seems like he belongs in Los Angeles, it's Justin Thoreau. Like I, I I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I think that's true, but I don't think he knows that, you know, which is kind of part of his persona is that he's really fighting it. And so and then on the flip side, she was apparently just Hounded by paparazzi in New York, which you can understand. And I guess it's harder to. Which is interesting because most mega famous celebrities actually prefer L.A. because there's like um, an industrial complex around um, sheltering you from that. Whereas in New York, they might care less about you. But if you're really famous, it's easier for them to get you because you can't like just go directly into your car in the same way. Exactly. There aren't the same kind of like secret, except, except for Katie Holmes at Whole Foods, there aren't the same kind of secret passageways. Exactly. Like you can keep a lower profile in New York, but if the paparazzi want you, they're going to get you. Yes. And apparently that was the problem with Jennifer Aniston. And it reportedly also really upset their neighbors. There was a weird anecdote about how someone put salami on Justin Throws motorcycle. Incredible. And Jennifer suspected that it was their neighbors who were mad about the paparazzi. So suffice it to say, she didn't feel at home. Also, that's 100% unconfirmed, but it's a detail that stayed with me. It's a, re- it's a really good yeah. one. Really, really good. So you could see how it just kind of, their worlds didn't mesh. And that can include friends. I include can include locations. Yeah. I just don't understand how it took them five years to figure that out. Five years, like a few homes, and yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a, it's a downer. There was, there was a theory on, I believe it was Slate.com, yeah, from a writer named Ruth Graham, yes, who suggested that she saw, she, she saw this coming because of the Architectural Digest spread mm-hmm. that when celebrities think they might break up, they do an Architectural Digest piece to raise the value of their home, so that in the divorce they can sell it and make more money, and there's more money for all. Yeah, do you buy that, Amanda? I don't know that it's a one-to-one theory, but it's definitely compelling. And I was speaking with a friend over the weekend who is familiar with it and his mother works in real estate. And he kind of confirmed that that this made sense and that you would be you would be adding value to the home. You're also basically at that point, these homes are crazy expensive. These are not just kind of going on the market for anyone. Right. So at some point, the only way that you can not the only way, but a way to add value is to make it one of a kind, to make it like a buzzy architectural digest sure. home. So I think that makes us make sense as a strategy whether or not you're getting a divorce at the end of it. Right. You might just be looking to to, to ship it out. Sure. It's an opportunity available to you as a famous person. So sure. why not? It's a way to make money, basically, and they have a lot of different ways. So I suppose why not cash in on it if you're proud of your home and you don't mind the personal invasion? Sure. I do think there's also probably just a basic... If there's negative press about you or if there's speculation about you, a good way to counteract that is to do a fluffy piece. Yeah. And if you go to Architectural Digest, they're just going to take pictures of your home and it's going to be nice. They're not going to ask you about your relationship. No. I think it's almost like a, it's like the, almost the opposite. It's almost like a last-ditch resort, like having kids. 
Like, oh, interesting. <laughs> like, let's do this because we're in trouble. But like, if we commit to like our communal home and show it to the world, well, then we can't abandon it that fast. And I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a contrarian. Yes, it could be. That could be their psychology. But that's a last ditch effort that also definitely indicates that it's over. Sure. And this is all they can like. If this is all they can think of, then divorce is coming. Sure. So it's a, it can be both a last ditch and a effort and an indicator. Whether she deserves it or not, Jennifer Aniston will, will remain A-list. Like forever, she will be an A-list celebrity, in my opinion. Do you agree? I was just about to say yes because she has so many damn commercials at this point. Yeah. She endorses everything under the sun. Yeah, and Friends being on Netflix just means that she'll be famous yeah. to a whole new generation of people, and they'll know about the Rachel. Yes, there was Amanda. Another- Amanda, you can't see, but Amanda's like shot her hand up like in school, <laughs> wanting to speak. Yes, well, Amanda. I'm sorry, I just got so excited when I remember another incredible detail, 100% unverified, but someone was talking about. In one of the Us Weekly articles, I think they were talking about the ironclad prenup mm. that is in place for their $220 million fortune. And then in parentheses, it says Thoreau has $20 million and she has, has $200 million. Thank you. And I was just like, that's incredible. She's doing great. So we agree. She's, she'll be rich and A-list forever. Mm-hmm. Where does his celebrity go from here? Because Leftovers is over. Yes. He's no longer dating. A f- he's no longer married to a famous actress. Yes. Um, IMDb tells me that he was in Star Wars The Last Jedi. But to be honest, I work with all these Star Wars nerds and not a single one mentioned it. So it, it was, couldn't, couldn't have been a big role. It was what we call a cameo. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So there you go. I didn't see it. D- don't, maybe I will one day. Um, will he be famous going forward? He won't be Jennifer Aniston famous. Okay. I think there will be a certain amount of notoriety. Once you're in the—for a certain generation, once you're in the Brad, Jen, Angelina orbit, sure. even as, like, the person who came before or next, there is—people will remember your name. And he's kind of a, a quote, comedy guy, so I assume— No time for that. Wow. <laughs> I wish you guys should have seen the eye roll that uh, Juliet just <laughs> did as soon as I said comedy guy. Uh, so— I don't know how his acting career will go. He did, he wrote Tropic Thunder, didn't he? I think so. Um, I think that he is now. Yes, he did write Tropic Thunder. Confirmed. Yes. He also wrote Iron Man Two, Rock of Ages. He's he's a writer for Tom Cruise, basically. Um, Zoolander Two. I think that he is now the 21st century Tate Donovan. I mean, that's that's what we're working with here. Wow. And Tate Donovan was a man of the 90s. He had, true. He might mean something to you as um, Marissa Cooper's father, Jimmy Cooper. Yes. He certainly means something to me as yes. that. Um, but he's really Joshua. And uh, did they date in real life yes, or is it did. just Joshua? No, okay. he, they dated. Okay. In the Joshua era, they dated. Right. And this is now what we're working with. And you want to know what? Justin Thoreau, go back to being a bit player in HBO and a writer and you'll, I, I almost think that would be better for his love life than if not for his career. But I just feel like there's so many women in L.A. who'd be like, would love to say they're like dating like the heady writer of X show on HBO, who you may recall from being the hot neighbor on Six Feet Under. Like, I just think that's a better lane for him. And and please stay away from comedy. I beg you. <laughs> I beg you. He'll just go back to New York and... Yeah. Be oh my the God. motorcycle guy in New York. It's easier to have... be a fake motorcycle guy in New York than LA. <sighs> He's totally going to hang out with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire in New York. 25-year-old model coming up for Justin yeah. Thoreau. I don't know. The yeah, end of I, an era. I, I, I think this is ultimately like just like good for his career. I just think he gets some, some street cred back from being like a cool, a cool dude. I would agree with that. And she probably does not get street cred. It's like another, quote, failure for Jennifer Aniston, which is 
totally whack and not Completely how it is whack. at all. And it's how the narratives are wrong. So I don't agree with that at all. Also, she has $200 million. So Do she's you- going to be fine. Does does she have a um a backslide into a Brad Pitt fling? And do we find out about it? Number one, can you ever call that a backslide? Well, have just, you seen, you have seen the pictures? Cr- chronologically speaking, I <laughs> have watched you behold the pictures of Brad Pitt in GQ style. Like that, we're not. I'm feeling bashful just thinking about yes, it. Yes, we're not calling that a black backslide. No. I do not think that will happen. Oh, but I did for I did want to say my best theory about why this divorce happened. An exclusive in Us Weekly. Justin Thoreau found post-its from Brad Pitt during Jennifer Aniston marriage. Post-its? He stumbled upon old post-it notes Brad had written, a source told us. Sweet little post-its like, you looked nice tonight or miss you already. That's really sweet. It is really sweet. It's tough when your new husband is finding the post-its. So she kept them. Yeah. that is. What I think would... I would keep them, too. I think I would... <laughs> You got to do like a lockbox because, right, these are post-it notes from Brad Pitt. They are, honestly, it's an insurance policy. Also, what about notifying the Library of Congress? Exactly. Maybe they belong in the Smithsonian. Or you can definitely auction them. That's kind of income if things go really, really south, which, as we know, they have not for Jennifer Aniston. But you never know. Oh, my God. This is a business idea. You can't dispose of it, but you really can't have it in the marital home. That's true. With okay. your new husband. This is what we're going to do. This okay. is a jam session e-commerce endeavor. Okay, great. And it actually will have to be in real life, but we can also make it work on the internet. We're going to start like basically, um, it's like a mailbox, et cetera, type okay. of depot, but it's for holding your love letters from your ex. Okay. And so that like, you don't have to have them in your home. You don't have to be tempted to read them. You okay. don't have to like, worry about your new partner finding them, but we'll hold on to them. Well, like, it'll be like the Brad Pitt, Brad, Jennifer Addison rents out a little box to put in all the Brad Pitt letters and she can come back to them okay. after her legislation breaks up. It's kind of like in season one of Gilmore Girls when Lorelai convinces Rory to, to keep the box. Keep the box. Yeah. I was going to say as a business plan, we probably got to explain. Expand it sure. to mementos. Sure. Because I don't really know who's writing the actual letters anymore. Sure. Or like forward us the email and delete it from your from your account. Oh yeah. Good idea. So you don't even have access yeah, to it. Exactly. We can put timers on it. Yes. That's great. This will also allow us to be busybodies and determine how long before someone can have access there's to their no- former stuff. There's nothing good. more thrilling than reading um text messages or emails that are not, that were not sent to you. Like it's true. It's, it's like such a usually, voyeurist, it's, it's so voyeuristic yes. that it's like Gives me a real thrill. I'm just like, wow, cool. I completely agree. It's a leaked so, email scandal is uh, illegal and one of my favorite it's so literature. Wrong, it's right. Yeah. Wow, this is great. Well, you've um, successfully talked me into being nicer to Justin Thoreau, and we've just come up with a business plan. How exciting. <laughs> Amazing 20 minutes on Jam Session. Amazing. Uh, well, let's talk about Amy Schumer's wedding. But first, let's tell you about another podcast on this network. Hey guys, this is Sean Fennessy, the editor-in-chief of The Ringer, and I want to tell you about a podcast I host called The Big Picture. Each week, I welcome a different filmmaker to talk about their latest movie and how it was made. I've talked to the directors of some of my favorite movies, including Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, Ryan Johnson, Barry Jenkins, and dozens more. You can find new episodes on the Channel 33 feed every Friday by going to theringer.com backslash podcasts or by subscribing to Channel 33 wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you'll check it out. All right, enough with divorces. Some happier news, perhaps. Surprise wedding! Surprise wedding! Amy Schumer got married by the beach here in California. She did. A couple weeks ago. She wore, I'm sorry, but a horrific wedding dress. Yeah. She said yes to the wrong dress, is what what I have to say about that. Not my favorite dress. Here's what happened. 
She got surprise married, I believe, on a Tuesday. Yeah, which is like a real rich person move because you is. only know other rich people who are free on a Tuesday. Yes, exactly. In Malibu. She's someone. A chef. A chef. That she's known, that she's been dating for seven months. Yeah. His, so he's famous on Martha's Vineyard. Yes. He um, owns a restaurant that the Obamas frequent. His name is Chris Fisher, spelled like Jenna, the German way, not the Jewish way. Seems perfectly nice. Sure. People like his cookbook. And they've been dating for seven months, and now they're surprise married. And Juliet, I just, seven months is not long enough before you get married. Even? I can't entertain any of this now because seven months is too short. I'm skeptical. Everything's ruined. It's true. It is short. She's 36, though. It's a little different when you're 36. I, you're, no, she's, she's, it's not. Seven she, months is not, it's not enough. It's not enough. She's going to, I mean, she's not going to change. Like, you don't change as much at 36 as you do at 26. That's true. And I honestly think a year is probably fine. Yeah. Seven months is also fine to get engaged. Seven, If you've known someone intensely for seven months and you're like, this is the person and now we're going to start making it's plans. A good, it's a good move in time. Seven months. You're like, we've made it over half a year. We really like each other. We're in our 30s. Let's move in together. Yeah. That's I, true. Ideally to Jemima McKirk's home if we're having a fantasy here. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, this is all true. I mean, I, I have to be honest. In my heart, I'm still seven months is too soon for me. I just think it's too soon. But I understand what you're saying. And as long as there's a dialogue and we're making sensible plans as well as decisions, it's fine. But there's something seven months is very quick. And then there is something about the sheer number of pictures shared on this on her Instagram mm. and the public list of all this that gives me a little I'm so excited to have a wedding vibe instead of I'm really happy to be married vibe. And that's what makes me nervous. Interesting. And I have no access and I'm just judging based on things presented on the Internet, which is rude. And I hope she's happy. She see, she looks happy in the pictures. She does. But it, it just it breaks too many of my rules and it makes me very nervous. I'm just so distracted by the dress. It's all I can think about. I hate it so much. And she, I I just think that Amy Schumer deserved better. I don't know. Did she pick this dress? Is it like off the rack? Like I assume so because it seems like it happened so quickly. Some of the stories behind it, she was the wedding ceremony was performed by John Early, who is a comedian who I find is very funny. He was in character as one of his characters. And he explained how he ended up marrying Amy Schumer and he said it he got a text message saying that Adele canceled and can you marry me in three days? That's now, funny. I don't know whether the Adele thing, the Adele thing's funny, whether it's true or not. But again, if you're locking up your officiant three days before the ceremony. It's true. This maybe, is not like. Maybe plan a little bit more. I also, just, it seems rushed. I mean, she's a comedian too. So she probably is like into this, but I, I, I don't want my wedding to be a bit like no bits. No, thank you. Again, I don't know. Weddings I'm being are so tough. mean today, Amanda. I, I am too, and I weddings are a soft spot for me. Me too. They make me uncomfortable. I, love I don't. Weddings. I can't access the whole bridal thing in general. So I'm entering this with a level of skepticism that is probably ungenerous, and I'm aware of that. Seven months is too soon. That's all <laughs> I got. I want everyone listening to make good choices. Let's talk about her guests. So okay. she had Larry David. Impressive, Paul. Mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal, also quite good. Mm -hmm. David Spade. Yes. And most importantly, her famous friend, is there a movie ever coming out? Amy Schumer and Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Wait, also one more. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston was there without Justin Thoreau. Yes. And that was kind of, and a couple days later is when they announced the divorce. Yeah. And I think people noticed that she was there without 
her date. Yes. But yes, Jennifer Lawrence is there and is prominent in the getting ready pictures. She was not a bridesmaid, but she was wearing pink like the bridesmaids. Jennifer Lawrence, does she seem happy? Really weird moment for her right now. Go on. She announced after this Red Viper movie, what's it called? Red Sparrow? (laughs) Sorry, Red Viper is a character from uh, Game of Thrones that she's taking a year off from acting. Then her publicist immediately walked that back. Yes. And so we don't really know what's happening with Jennifer Lawrence, except to say, seems like her star, star has dimmed and she's accepting some weird roles and she's in need of a genuine hit like a Hunger Games or even a Silver Linings Playbook. But will she get that? Oh, plus she broke up with Darren Aronofsky. That whole thing's really weird. Yes. Well, I consider that a win for her. She's I moving on. She moved past like a weird onset infatuation with Darren Aronofsky. We've all she's been ma- there. She's maturing. Yeah. Except, like, except with Darren, not Darren Aronofsky, but we've all been there. We have really all been there. Yeah. Um, especially fine. if, yeah, it's really tough. But that's a positive for her, I would say. Uh, Red Sparrow is interesting. Haven't seen it yet. It's colloquially known in the Ringer offices as Sex Spies. Sex Spies, yes. Because it is a based on a spy thriller that apparently involves quite a lot of graphic sex. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so okay. this is kind of her kind of sexy grown-up role. I can't really understand. I can't really explain the choice beyond I think this is her trying to do some Charlize Theron stuff. It kind of reminds me of her attempt to be a sexy action star. Mm-hmm. I think she thinks that's like a mode for her for box office success after Hunger Games. It, it doesn't look like this is the one. No, Def- it definitely doesn't. I, I, I'm not sure what's happening. You know. Yeah, but it's interesting, right? Because we were talking earlier, it's five years almost to the week since she won the Oscar for Silver Linings Playbook. And since she fell. And since she fell, which was kind of the crowning moment of the Jennifer Lawrence press tour and all, like, she's so endearing and so good at talk shows and we all love her. And she's been coasting on that for a while, but it kind of seems like five years is the expiration date on that. And now she's in this interesting moment of trying to figure out how to be a grown-up movie star. I just want to say nothing good comes of befriending the the Kardashians and Kris Jenner. It's yes. been it's been downhill since then. She has been doing a lot of that. Yes, bad, very bad luck. It's a yeah. bad way when you're a legit actress to try to extend your fame. I don't I don't recommend it. I want to say one nice thing about Amy Schumer, and then we'll move on. Okay. It seems like her friends really love her, and she loves her friends. So that's like a really that's nice. Yeah, I would say there are a lot. As I noted, she put a lot of pictures of the wedding on Instagram. More than them, I would be comfortable with, but they're all of her friends, yeah. and they're all of her friends looking happy, and yeah, it's her very being sweet. happy to be with her friends. It was clearly a happy occasion. Yeah. I feel bad about being so mean, but I just I just wanted better for her for a dress. I don't know. I've got a lot of thoughts. Don't we all? Okay. Moving on. I want to tell you about a phenomenon I've been, I've been noticing, and, okay. and I'm delighted about. Okay. Been reading the Daily Mail a really long time. Sure you have as well. Yeah. Too long, probably. Yeah. When I think about it on a philosophical level. Sometimes I feel bad about it as well. Also, they got the, the video pop-up stuff. It's just made it unreadable. Anyway, continue. Yeah, it's tough. They do really—I I realize that one thing I've been feeling a little bit less bad about is, like, their ethos is, like, they're interested in anarchy. They're not, like, left or right. It's just sort of, like, let's just burn everything down. Mm-hmm. And to that end, they have, like, started a new, like, content vertical without calling it such, where it's basically, like, just really— um, daily, it's like a Daily Mail explainer, like to the max, and it's so odd. The first one I ever n- noticed was what about this is us, and it was like 
It was right before the Super Bowl. And the headline was, when is the next episode of This Is Us on TV? So it's, they're literally doing the what time is the Super Bowl yes. SEO trick, which yes. is kind of like a a longstanding SEO trick that has become kind of an internet joke because forever people would just Google what time is the Super Bowl. Yeah, and and it's it always up. been the example of describing people's dumbest Googling habits yes. and also the best way to get traffic by catering to people's dumbest Googling habits, yes. which has always been like, what time is the Super Bowl? Yeah. So it's kind of, that's a joke. And now they're literally just doing just what doing time it. is the Super Bowl for other, everything. Other recent ones? Yeah. Who is Tristan Thompson? Okay. <laughs> really good one. Where is Game of Thrones filmed? <laughs> like a lot of places, actually. <laughs> yes, I know. Complicated answer. But it's yeah. just like, it's just becoming like a about.com meets Wikipedia meets the Daily Mail. And it's like the Daily Mail, you've got a lot going for you already. Like right. people come to you every day. You've got all the pictures. Yeah. You are shameless. You've got typos. You fat shame. You do all these like mean things. And now you have to steal about.com too. I just find it like a, to be a fascinating strategy. And maybe it's just me. But so I've, so far, I've only seen it with like celebrity stuff. So I wonder if it will also happen with like... When are the snap elections in England or something like that? But the This Is Us one was like, oh, okay, This Is Us has really made it. It has. Last last thing, thinking, speaking of This Is Us, mm-hmm. Mandy Moore, she has a beautiful home renovation on her Instagram. Have we not talked about this before no. on Jam Session? We have not. We've only talked about it by me coming into your office and being like, have <laughs> you checked Mandy Moore's renovation today? Yes. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite Instagram sagas. It's been going on for a few months now. And it's primarily in her stories, so I, you'll have to kind of Google. I, I'm, there are archives Someone's on YouTube captured somewhere, it, yeah. for sure. Uh, Mandy Moore has been doing a home renovation, and she has really been chronicling the home renovation on a granular level. Yeah, it's been like a year. Yeah. And it's in Pasadena. It's a beautiful home. I think we're both really pleased with how that house turned out. She did a great job. It's yeah. a combination of... Color and like um, textured surfaces, and I re- and a lot of white. Like it's yes. just it takes like the best of some of the weird celebrity trends of like okay, here's my dark wallpaper bathroom, but she does it with a much lighter touch. Like nothing is overwrought, nothing is overdone. It's really it is quite beautiful. She a did lot a great of job. natural light. Yeah. Yes, she blends some a chef's kitchen with like sort of like a Viking range mm-hmm. with some uh, green cabinetry and some really classic marble. Like, her backsplash is marble. It's not even tile. And I didn't know I could like that, but she did a great job. A lot of hanging shelves. And I don't know. She just has done a a beautiful job with this home. I'm a little unclear on the chronology because on Instagram, it was furniture installation day a few weeks ago. But in these photographs, the furniture isn't there. About a month ago, she ordered some pink dinner plates that were really fantastic. Mm. They were kind of like pink Heath ceramics, but not Heath ceramics. And then I saw several other people uh, had also purchased them. So uh, this is a trend. A lot of people are watching the Manny Moore renovation space and ordering accordingly. This home is in Pasadena. Yes. I would love to know what the resale value is now because Pasadena is slightly cheaper than many of the homes we discuss, but it's so personalized and beautiful that I bet it's incredibly expensive. I don't know. She just has, she just has a lot of, she melds textures and surfaces really well. Like there's exposed brick, there's painted exposed white brick, there's marble, there's like some kind of really modern, like child almost like pattern that is used sparsely. So it really works. I don't know. She she really killed it. She hired all the right people and clearly it's has really good taste. great. And I recommend seeking out the archives of the Instagram because she will take you through the process. It's really like Manny Moore fixer upper. Yeah. Great job. 
Great job, Tamani Moore. Really impressed. I guess we're moving to Pasadena now. We might be. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Good luck to Justin Thoreau and Jennifer Aniston. We wish you well and hope that Jennifer Aniston has a great short-lived affair with her ex, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to the rest of the shows on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we'll be back in two weeks. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>